weekend in Chicago. It has been loud and noisy and uh, rumbling. Yeah. Like, because, I, I mean, we both work uh, downtown. Yep. So we hear those those planes. They've been practicing. Yeah, it's been like, well, I think the first one I heard was on like Wednesday or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's been loud. I always forget when it starts, but Chicago's got uh, the Aaron Water show this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I and heard you went. Yes, I was there yesterday, just uh, observing. But uh, I saw a bunch of the more old timey planes, kind of doing stunts and whatever. Okay, like the like the single prop ones and the with like the big propellers up front and the, yeah, the bi yeah. wings and they're they're actually like a little more interesting in a way because okay. they'll do things where they like uh they they do a like a one eighty degree flip and yeah. things like that. And they'll go in the air and they'll kind of tumble down. I also saw one of those fighter jets and they're fast, but they don't really do as much. It's just like you see something go by fast and then you hear it. Got it. And you're like, oh, that's, that's cool. it. <laughs> but I bet like compared to, to the fighter jets, those like old planes look like they're not even moving, right? Like, they look yeah. like they're going hella slow. It, it's, I mean, you hear them coming and you just look at them and you're like, oh, there's a plane coming. Yeah, here it comes. <laughs> still, still coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what's up, y'all? This is Cedric. And this is Ben. Uh, and we're through the crate, digging through cultural and current events through the hip-hop lens. Let's get to it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. That's right. This is an all-penis all, all episode. Trusty's gone. <laughs> she's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, she's too important for us. Yeah, I think she's a, a test subject for the next SpaceX launch, actually. So, um, SpaceX? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was joining Space Force. Oh, she's doing Space Force? Yeah. What? <laughs> Maybe she's getting launched by SpaceX to join the Space Force. So. Yeah, they have a military base up there. Yeah, that's how. You, that's the only way you can get up there. <laughs> <laughs> that is indeed the only way you can get up there. Uh, it's like... And it's the only way you can, uh, uh, I don't know, man. How, I have no idea. It's just like, it's funny, all this talk about like, uh, showings of military strength and whatever uh, because there was one planned for this fall oh, in yeah, Washington, D.C. Right. So, so Trump said on the campaign tra trail, he was like, uh, how come we don't do those big uh, military parades like we used to with all the tanks and stuff rolling down? Oh I was like, God. have you ever heard Tiananmen Square? I don't know. Right. But, I mean, <laughs> but uh, the news was that the cost was much more than originally was estimated. Yeah, I mean, like, he wanted, what, he he went to France and saw their parade and was yeah. like, oh, my God, we've got to do this in America. <laughs> like, I saw a picture, and it was probably the only picture I've seen of Trump and Melania both looking like they're enjoying themselves, which uh -huh. during the military uh, 
parade in France. It's like an attempt to save his what his, his, his marriage. Like, <laughs> you must do this for me. And he's like, all right, all right, we're doing this parade. It's only gonna cost twelve million dollars. Well, <laughs> the uh, price about that <laughs> eighty million dollars more than that original number that we heard. Yes, they were talking about ninety-two million dollars. Ninety-two for a military parade, celebrating what? Celebrating. Uh, our military? <laughs> I mean, we got days for that. What is it? Memorial Day? Is that Veterans one? Day? Veterans Day? Yeah. Fourth of July? Yeah. I mean, we do this already. Yeah. It's like, why would we need to put the money into that? Like, we have so many, we have so many things already. And uh, what we say is, it's partially because Trump is more interested in the appearance of doing something good than doing something good. Right. So uh, you could just beef up, um, you know, veteran care. There, there's so much of a mess. Like there, there's uh, the VA secretary was kicked out and yep. Trump nominated his doctor, the White House doctor. It's like, how is oh, that Lord. person qualified for that? So that didn't He writes go strong letters. <laughs> And then there was a story about uh, how three um, like CEOs that that hang out at Mar-a-Lago had been directing operations at the veterans. Oh my god! Office. It's it it's it's very clear that he does not take veterans seriously. But the optics on it, right? Yeah. I mean, he always wants so they they increase the Pentagon's budget. So so optically, it's like okay, he's giving the troops more money, even though that's. Not at all where that money's actually directly going to. Yeah. And then he wants to do a parade, which is celebrating our military, but it's literally just blowing money to just parade around. Literally, it's li- it's a literal parade <laughs> of, of just a show of force that does not help anyone. Yeah. Except his own ego. And it's it's troubling, you know, but but I mean it's 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 what's to be expected of Trump. I mean, he he's a reality. Show star. So I mean that that's his whole thing. It's optics. It's it's how's it look? How's how's it gonna make me look? That's mm-hmm. all he cares about. Yeah. Not the actual nitty-gritty of who's it helping or who's it hurting. It's how's it make me look? And that's the guy we got. So. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I mean, you know, the article came out, I think, at like 10 in the morning, and then by like one o'clock, they'd already canceled it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> people were like, fuck no, dude. 92 million? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was funny, like the um the mayor uh, had a tweet in response to something he said. He's like, he, he was talking about how the the stupid DC. Yeah, he tried to blame it on the city. Yeah, and she was like, yeah, I had to. She was basically like, I had to knock some reality into this, to the head of this reality star of what it costs <laughs> to do this parade. Damn. <sighs> yeah, and you got to remember, he's a reality star. We right. we got him. Like he'd always been hanging around. He's kind of like a like a fly around yeah, celebrity, just, you know? Yeah. He's the, he's the original, one of the original poster childs for like people with money making themselves a celebrity. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like, and then profiting from that celebrity because he ain't profiting from none of his businesses. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Trump stakes. <laughs> but uh, some of that came back to bite him because like he, when he got to the White House, he brought with him one of his big reality stars. Amorosa. Sure did. Miss African American Outreach. <laughs> Bring in the brothers and sisters, Amorosa. I need uh, that support. Yeah. And 
That didn't go well. I mean, how many times did he fire her on his show? I mean, I feel like she got fired and came back a few times, right? Like in the same season. Yeah. And then she came back again another, and it's like, she's like that fly that just fucking (laughs) won't go away for him. But she's, she's shameless about it. Like that, it was always like, I mean, she, she, in her first season on The Apprentice, she was kind of like playing the game and whatever. But at the end of it, it was very clear what she was about and who she was. And despite that, he kept bringing her up back because he loves the drama. He loves, he loves the excitement. It. Yeah. It's like she is his kind of bad person. You know, yeah. like she's she's not really good at what she does, but she's she makes it look good and she's, and she's like dirty enough. And... I mean, it's shown that that she can have those little dirty moments where she does some pretty bad things. I mean, recording meetings in the situation room. Yes. And phone calls and she's she's what? been dropping tapes like like Lil Wayne, you know, Ron Carter three. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, she you know. <laughs> The first one came out, and it's like it's almost like she's she's waiting for Trump to deny something or the camp to like <laughs> deny something, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, drop a tape on that ass." Yes. So they're scared. Yeah, the, they are fucking petrified. She was doing these interviews, and she was like, um, "Yeah, uh, I heard about the tape where Trump says the N word, and it was it was big big story." And they, you know, the reporters at the press conference, they just. Straight up went to the press secretary. He's like, can you guarantee that there's no tape where he says the N-word? She's like, I can't guarantee that. She like, straight out, flat out said it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow, that exists. Because I'd heard rumors uh, like back before, like 2016 wow. about it. Okay. I was like, hmm, I bet it happened because he's... He's that kind of guy. There's so many tapes of him already out there. Grabbing by the pussy. I mean, yeah. it's not surprising he would say some dumb shit. But he said it. <sighs> But I think, in all honesty, I think what's worse than that was the tape that she released about them trying to give her hush money. Oh, yeah. You know, offering her, you know, oh, yeah, you know, well, we were thinking about what? You know, 15000 a month. That comes out to about, what are you making now? One seven, one seven nine. Yeah, yeah, that comes out to about one eighty a year, you know, to do damn near nothing, just to shut the fuck up. Yeah. So it, it's like all these people who were on Trump's campaign are just like, People he's paying off, like is 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 that what it consists of? Yeah, uh, I guess um, paying for silence because they all know it's like if you work for Trump, you obviously know there's some dirtiness going on. You obviously yeah. know there's skeletons that you're aware of. And man, I don't know, fifteen thousand a month would that keep me quiet? She was getting paid about one hundred eighty for her job at the White House. Taxpayers were paying her yeah. to be terrible at her job. To be terrible at her job, and there was. There are many stories about people just questioning what the heck she even does there. She she brought her wedding reception to the White House. She I did. believe she did. And got in trouble for it. Yeah, I was like, no, this is not like the banquet hall, the days in or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it's how she used it. And this is this is the White House that we have today, you know? Um, but I mean, as shitty as it is and as, as, as petty as it may seem, this is pettiness at the highest level. <laughs> Of government, yeah. so it's it's it. The pettiness is so elevated that it's no longer petty anymore. It's actually important, um, but it's, it's petty important. But 
it's still interesting because I, I mean, yeah, paying, paying someone off to keep quiet about some dirt that they might know. I don't know if that's a crime, but it's, 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 it's pretty close. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you just wonder what exactly the statute is. There was a famous case about John Edwards back when he ran for president because he, he knocked up uh, a videographer that was working on his campaign and he had donors that were paying her, I think it might've been about a million dollars just to, what you know, chill out and stay quiet. Yeah. And John, John Edwards avoided prison just because he's a damn good lawyer. Right. <laughs> and Trump is playing fast and loose. I, I'm really surprised about the Republican like establishment, how they're, okay with this because they're basically paying hush money like left and right yeah he's got um i know his bodyguards getting he's, exactly he's currently getting that fifteen thousand exactly. dollars a month you're right you're right to do nothing bodyguards one of them yeah there was somebody else too i don't remember um but yeah it's i mean but the republicans are going to go along as long as trump is as popular to the base as he is i mean you see what happens when you don't go along with Trump. He takes away your security clearance. Like he, mm. he'll make your life miserable. Like he'll he'll do he'll he'll, he'll fuck with your life because he can. Yeah. So, I mean, they're just falling in line because it's what Republicans do. I mean, regardless, yeah. they fall in line. I mean, you got to give them credit for that. They do fall in line. <laughs> like they unify behind whoever's at the top. They don't care. Yeah. Um. But they things are gonna get real bad in the future because Trump has. He, he's wielded the Republican Party as a weapon mm-hmm. and he has no loyalty to it. Anyone, anyone that comes against him, he will attack viciously, even mm-hmm. if they're a Republican. And when he loses an election, it's going to be terrible because he's not, he's not going to line up behind someone else. He's going to keep self-promoting. It's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be reckoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, one of those things is that uh, Trump is known for just being really dirty when it comes to campaigning, uh, basically anything. Because he always did this when he was doing his real estate stuff. Just talk awfully about whoever he's going against. It's true. Yeah, yeah. but that's being awful is not specific to the Republican Party. <laughs> Definitely not. No. Uh, there was um, a story we came across about a... It was a state Senate candidate in Michigan? Uh, yeah, it, it was for... Uh, it was around the, the Detroit area. Yeah. So she was... It was a rep position, yep. Yeah. Out of Detroit. Um... Betty Cook, actually. Betty Cook Scott uh, went after her opponent in the primary, yeah. uh, Stephanie Chang. Uh, <laughs> now, this is this is pretty bad because uh, Betty is, she's black. She's a woman. Uh, and she was going around telling people not to vote for this Ching Chang. Yeah. Like, I mean, 
she's she, she was quoted as saying things like, "You don't belong here. Get out of my country." Yeah. Now, granted, let's just let's just roll this back one more time. She's a Democrat. Yeah, this is a Democratic she, primary. Every she's black and she's a woman. <laughs> yeah, and she's telling another woman who's a minority also who's um, I I don't even know if she's Chinese or whatever, but she is Asian, and she says, "You don't get out of my country." Yeah, I mean, this blew me. I was just I mean, like, like part of me was laughing. Just because of how ridiculous it is, mm-hmm. but the other half is just just reading these comments. It's so sick. I mean, she was at polling stations telling people, "Oh, thank you for not voting for that Chang Chow." Like, what? Oh, it's so ugly. Yeah, the, there's um. Yeah, I, I was. I remember reading something a while ago about how uh, this kind of racism is surprisingly effective across races when you when you use the racism of uh exclusion like we don't want people unlike us around uh because things like a interracial marriage whatever you can surprisingly like find people of all sort of races that agree with it and it starts out with subtle like oh you should marry someone who's also from the home country right so a little more like you know, very, <laughs> very explicitly racist things yeah. about being of a different race. Yeah, I mean, and her her opponent's husband, even though she's of of Asian descent, her husband is black. Yeah. So she's obviously an open person. You know, <laughs> like I mean, she's obviously not a closed minded racist herself. She's open enough to marry outside of her race. So it's like, you're coming at her? At, for her? And it's, it's just... Now, I, I'm going to go off and make some assumptions here, just from my own experience. Because okay. I'm also in an, in an, in an interracial relationship. My, wa- my wife is, is, is Chinese-American, right? So I've seen looks that black women give us when they see us together. Mm-hmm. Not all black women, but, yeah. you know, it's a thing. I'm sure, you know, I've also seen the looks from, you know, uh, Asian women when they see us together, right? Uh, but man, black women give you some dirty looks when they see you are not with a black woman. Like, so I, I don't know if that was part of her issue too, if that added to it. But I'm sure, I mean, she also lost. So I'm yes. sure losing didn't help either. That, that's the, um, that's a good part of the story. Uh, <laughs> She got 11% of the vote. She got <laughs> so obliterated. She wasn't even second. Like she, Yeah, she was like third or fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but Stephanie Chang, right? That's, yes. Stephanie Chang won with 49%, so she destroyed her. <laughs> Everything's good. But um, oh it, it's, it's, it's a, a clear sign of desperation when you go for things like that. Yeah. Those are Republican tactics, Democrats. <laughs> Come on. Hey, it's it's one thing that, that you gotta keep in mind. Like when you're checking other people, make sure you check yourself too. Like even if somebody generally is on your side, you gotta make sure that things are still fair. Yeah, I, these stories always hurt me a little bit. You know, I always feel like black people should be a little bit above this thing. You know. Yeah. There was that story that came out a while back with the. With the the lady who beat the 
eighty year old man who was uh, who was who was like Mexican American. Yeah, found out she was black, and it like killed me. I mean, obviously it's a bad story anyway, but like finding out this lady was yelling, "Get out of my country!" and she's black. It's like, oh come on, y'all, we gotta stick together. Yeah, all minorities, man, we gotta stick together. <laughs> Recognize the real enemy, man. I know. It's Damn. like. <laughs> <laughs> People will go with that division and try to split you up. Um, yeah. It's just ugly. It's just ugly. Um, what we got next? Well, since we were talking about that Detroit area, there was a bit of a sad week because Aretha Franklin passed away. Damn, that's right. Yeah, she grew up uh, in Detroit. She wasn't born there, but she... You know, her formative years and all that. Yeah. Uh, but did they say, I mean, she was 76. And all of a sudden there was like, she's gravely ill. Uh, did did they say anything about what happened? I I don't know exactly what it was. Um, but I mean, I know she had been been struggling with some health issues for a while. Mm-hmm. Her weight has been up and down, and I mean that always exasperates things. She was she was pretty old too. I mean, you know, and it's <laughs> she's like iconic in the in the black community. Mm-hmm. I mean, every I mean, I don't know about you, but I was raised listening to like Motown. All the oldies, and I mean, she was definitely one of my parents' favorites, you know. And R-E-S-V-C-T. Mm-hmm. everybody knows that. Yeah. Everybody knows that. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it, 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 at least at least, and you know, she didn't go super early. You know, she was still able to give us a lot of, you know, all that music, and we still have that. Yeah. You know? So, I, I'll say she did. This thing that I've seen uh, some older black people do where they get old and they sort of seem to stay that way because she seems like she's been the same age for like 20 years. And when you get used to that, you're like, oh, she's going to be here forever. Uh, but she, she has gone. Uh, there were a lot, of, a lot of videos coming out, you know, just coming back out into rotation as a result of this. And you see some of the performances where she just, she, it feels like she's doing so little. She'll just sit behind a, a piano and, you know, play a little and sing. And it's just crazy how you're like, wow, I'm, I'm remembering that nobody else does it like this. Right. It's so specific and strange. Because you can, you, she had a way where you like, if you, if you pulled somebody out who'd never heard uh, her sing before it's not like you liked the music because you know you you follow someone on social media or whatever it's like just purely good exactly like without any without any background you're just like who is this with this voice it's like that that classic example of like some record executive in the 50s or whatever like <laughs> get him on the phone <laughs> you just hear it, you're like i want that yeah i need that sound uh yeah man i mean Turns out it was it was pancreatic cancer. She oh that. yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. about that. And she was seventy six. So, uh, you know, rest in peace. Uh, 
I mean, she she did a lot. I mean, for as as a female artist in her in in her time, you know, she she was extremely successful, especially as a black female artist at that time. You know, um, I mean, she had a run, man, in late sixties through the seventies. I mean, she was she was rolling. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. She didn't didn't she have like a like uh kind of crazy amount of Grammys that she won? I remember hearing a number. She won eighteen. Oh, okay, yeah. Eighteen. <laughs> and she won best female R and B performance eight years straight. <laughs> An eight year run. Domination. That's dominating the charts. I mean, talk about trophies. <laughs> I mean, she's um, she's an icon. Uh, and what like just what a lot of a lot of young females strived for. Yeah, she was the first woman to be admitted into the was rock, rock and roll. roll. Yeah. I don't know Hall of Fame. I mean, that's she was literally blazing the path for female artists, woman artists. Yeah, and um, before her, before their time, yeah. She's kind of all over the place too. Like, uh, I, I didn't consider like what she, the her place in uh, civil rights movement. Too example, there was one picture that I saw uh, this week. It was her singing at a uh, Cook County Jail. <laughs> really? It, yes, it was it was weird looking at that because I was like I was like jealous of somebody in jail all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> like damn, I wish I had gotten locked up in the 70s. I mean, can you imagine what that was like seeing that? <sighs> yeah. I think if I was if I was locked up, that'd be like motivation for me to stay out. Like I got to see this again. <laughs> I want to see her again, right? Yeah. Cuz she ain't coming back here no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. Well, rest in peace, Aretha. Yeah. She was, um, so we were also talking about uh, somebody references Aretha a lot. Oh, yeah. Just broke Aretha's record. Mm. <laughs> it was uh, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Just heard a lot about her this week. Yeah, there, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of Nicki talk recently. Um, you know, not only is she on a press run for her, you know, album that came out but you know or I guess that that's the reason why she's been in the news but it's just been like gotta grab headlines yeah and she did <laughs> uh she had that 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 interview with uh I mean she pretty much got interviewed by everybody but Funk Flex I think was the first one that kind of blew up big yeah because she didn't really hold back anything um, yeah she was talking about some stuff that had come up from her past. Because, um, you know, she's she's high profile. So she's had some high profile relationships in her past. I mean, obviously, we all know about, you know, Meek Mill. Mm -hmm. That was a big one. Um, but before Meek Mill, she was with um, Safari. Yeah. I didn't know who Safari was, except I knew that he was with Nikki. I mean, that's literally how I knew who Safari was. Yeah. But then there was some shit that came out about Safari writing... Nikki or writing her earlier stuff and that's why her whole style changed because they split up and he wasn't there to write for her anymore uh, and she was not having it 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she's um, very uh, direct about writing her own music. Yes. And, uh, she, she, she's very mad about that accusation. And it's yes. part of it that, that, that bothered her, I really understand. It was just like the, the doubt get, gets introduced. And then even though, yeah, like you have all the credits, nobody claimed to be a ghostwriter. Once that, that rumor gets out there, people are like, oh, yeah, that was a pretty good Nikki song. You think she wrote it though? And like, th- that's all it needs. It's, it's, she, I think she mentioned it. It's kind of like being called promiscuous, like as a woman. Like, all a man needs to do is put it out there. And then, like, you have this thing following you around. True. Gotta wear that scarlet letter your whole life now, even if it's real or not. not even, even if it's not real or not. You yeah. know, it's, I mean, and I mean, she's seen it firsthand. I mean, her ex did it. To, to Drake, you know, Meek did that to Drake. He put that <laughs> drop of oil in the bucket of water and created, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he started that. So sh- she saw firsthand what that will do to you. And she's like, uh-uh, nope, 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 nope. And so I can understand why she's so mad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny for me, though, and, you know, seeing the, that interview and a couple others, when then Drake's whole issue comes up and they try to compare the two she still has Drake's back like she still is supporting Drake and saying no Drake's a great writer blah 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 blah. but then it's like yeah but what about the reference tracks yeah no Drake Drake is still a great writer okay but I ain't never had no reference tracks I'm real about my shit it's like okay so (laughs) are you saying you're real and Drake's not that's one of the parts that I know I Drake is still always going to come back in because Drake is the biggest thing ever, right? And she's next to Drake. But it makes me wonder, like, as she's defending herself, for me, it almost tarnishes Drake at the same time. I I think that that's possible, and I, it's it's unavoidable. I mean, it's, it's very similar to the way, um, you know, Drake came back at Pusha. Like, if, if Pusha T wants to say this and that about, like, using different writers collaborate and all that then it's like what about Kanye West like it's the same thing um and I I see her point because Drake can write it's just that he's so open to adapting the different styles and just using hooks and lines that other people um write that you know he he gets that criticism and I think it's just because Drake has such a, he doesn't like to leave anything on the table when it comes to rap. He's like, if people are putting out pop songs that reference the 90s and, and like hard street stuff, I want to do both. He's like, I want to do, I want my, I want my finger in everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and we've seen it. You, you take any, any year, go back and you look at the Drake tracks, and it's a surprising amount of variety, like the different people that he works with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's and that's something that I think even listening to Nicki's music, there's a difference in 
how Drake kind of tries to do his thing and how Nicki tries to do her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think extends beyond the fact that, you know, one's a man and one's a woman. It's, you know, th- they're both going for that top spot. Um, but Drake definitely tries to do everything. And I mean, Nicki tries to do a lot too. Does. You know, she definitely tries to do a lot, but it's... Her sound is more Nicki sounding than Drake's sound can be Drake sounding. Because if you remember, the album where Drake did have the reference tracks, if or the mixtape, if you're reading this, it's too late. That was a different sounding Drake than we had heard. You're like, whoa, I remember hearing some of those tracks and I'm like, the fuck is this? It's yeah. Drake? Uh, whereas Nicki, you know, most of the songs that I hear, whether I like them or not, I can still be like, okay, that's that's Nicki. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I feel her. I mean, you know, I, I I doubt that Safari was writing some of this stuff because, I mean, who the fuck is Safari? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I've not heard a Safari song that I, I've not heard a Safari song. I've heard her do a couple of freestyles and they were, you know, very mediocre. So, yeah, he... After the Nikki interview came out on Funk, Funk Flex, uh, Safari on Twitter, he he put up uh, his freestyle from Funk Master Flex, and he was getting killed oh in the mentions. It's not good. <laughs> like, yeah, like if you say if you say like, oh, I'm the one writing this stuff, then you kind of have to have like that stuff to back up that accusation, because. You know, the good ghostwriters, they don't really talk about what they do. Right. But when They're you, ghostwriters. When you hear something like Ice Cube wrote, um, you know, stuff for Easy or Jay-Z wrote stuff for Foxy, yeah. Yeah. you're like, oh, well, yeah, Jay-Z put out a ton of music that did very well. Right. It makes sense that somebody would pay him to write for somebody else. Exactly. Because <laughs> he has a track record of success. Yes. And I mean, I mean, look at... Quentin Miller, I guess, if we're talking about Funk Flex and freestyles. Did you see Quentin Miller's Funk Flex freestyle? I saw a little bit. Yeah, what? That thing was <laughs> terrible. And so it's like, oh my God. I, I mean, defending Drake a little bit here, it's just like, man, that thing was terrible. Yeah. So, you know, I... There is something to say that you can you can ghostwrite. You can have that moment, that spark of brilliance, and you can take the best of someone and twist it around and, and make it into something, which is what, what Drake did. But it doesn't necessarily okay. mean that ghostwriter, I guess, yeah. has to be that great. It it reminds me of uh, some, you know, what Jay-Z said. You made it a hotline, I made it a hot song. Right. Cause uh like when we talk when we talk about the uh the the method or whatever that Kanye uses for pretty much writing all his music. It's just like a bunch of people in the room and he'll work on stuff and he's like, oh, you got an idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Try that. Because sometimes somebody might not have enough to like make a whole song or whatever, but they they got that one like bit of brilliance and you're like, oh yeah. It's, you know, we get, we get a lot of hooks out of that, for example. Right. It's like, oh, you know, they can say like, they can say a few lines that are really catchy, but then it kind of falls apart after that. Right. But if you're just putting, if you're putting a whole song together, you're like, yeah, hey, I can just take the best of this and work on it. But that's still a skill. You know, it's still a skill to recognize, okay, yes, you just had like an hour long thing. I'm going to take a minute of that and I'm going to put that into my thing and 
put this whole picture together and make this thing work. You know, I mean, not everyone can can do that or has the ear to even recognize that's good, that's not. Put these two together, move this over here, switch this around, and now we've got a fucking hit song. Yeah. Uh, so credit where credit is due, you know. Yeah. But um, Nikki's writing. I mean, I mean, I. Nikki. I mean, let's let's just get into the album. Fuck it. Okay, Queen. Queen, right? Nikki's Nikki's new album. My first Nikki album. I've 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 heard bits and pieces of her other two and a half, I think. Yeah. Because it was like what? Pink print. Pink print was one. But then they had like was a it, pink was print. Was it Pink Reloaded Friday? Or Pink Friday? I think those are both albums. See, we're not the best because we both I don't have the Nikki. same sort of <laughs> approach to I, Nikki. I've never really listened to Nikki. I mean, I've heard her singles, obviously. I mean, she's Nicki Minaj, but to sit down with a Nicki Minaj album is is not something I've done. Yeah. I mean, I've like most people, I I, I have a few songs where Nikki does a feature that I really like. Um, Obviously Monster. But I think part of it was a lot of the singles she's put out over the years I just did not connect with me. What was that one that she did? Was it Anaconda? With Big Sean? Oh, no, no. That was that was the... Uh, I think Anaconda had Big Sean on it. No, no, no. The Big Sean one was the one that uses that that hammer beat. Or... Oh yeah, it was Shake, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there was a remix with Nicki on it, and honestly, I thought the original was better. So I'm not the best. Pink Friday, then Pink Print. Yeah. Nick, but yeah, um, Nicki is huge though. I was I was looking at the streaming numbers and like, she's been doing very well. Yes. Uh, but um, she's th- this this album is like it's it's a good take of all that Nikki's done, you know, so far and what she's built because um, Nikki's Nikki's got a bit of range as far as stuff like she does, kind of like t- you know dips into R and B, but she's she's a rapper through and through, and she's got. A true respect for the game, you know, and you see like these references to to the past and whatever. She's she's definitely she does that thing where she she takes things from the past, but she's always trying to work on her voice and make things distinctively Nikki. Yeah, I mean she she definitely has different voices that she uses depending on what point she's trying to get across. You know when she's. My favorite Nicki voice is her just boss bitch rap voice. When she's just spitting those bars and she, she, the way she enunciates like certain words and puts emphasis on certain syllables mm-hmm. and how clear she can say certain words when she's in her bag is, is great. Um, she also kind of has that like, that like sexy kind of rap voice too. When yeah. She's trying to be sexy. She's got that higher pitch one. And then she's got her like singing voice. And I mean, yeah, she's she's versatile. It kind of reminds me of uh, Eminem, the way it's like these different mm. versions. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have them, but Eminem kind of uh, became famous for that because he 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 got he gave names to him because he was like, this is Marshall Mathers, this is Eminem, right? This is Slim Shady. 
Uh, right. Nikki's got them too. I just don't remember. She have names for them? I think she does. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. See, again, I'm not a Nikki fan, y'all. So if there are some, what are her fans called? Uh, I forgot. They've they've got a fucking name and they're yeah, powerful. They're yes, they're huge. Oh, I'm so sorry if I piss any of you guys off, but whatever. I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> we, we hope we hang out on the other side of the yeah, internet. <laughs> yeah, we we are not in that realm. Yeah. Um, so let's just get into the album. Fuck it. Um, it starts off with Ganja Burn. Uh. She had a video for it That Uh, was like Overly dramatic Oh my god Have you seen the video? No I was When I was going over this I was realizing I haven't seen a lot of Rap videos in a while Alright So this video I just (laughs) just have to mention this Because it's fucking ridiculous The video starts off With like The epic like Scorpion King Like deserts And it's like Yeah It's like Epic Smoke And then like text on the screen telling a story and it's fucking the lamest story and it was like this is so commercial and stupid and and then the video starts and it's just like her in a fucking bikini in the middle of the desert dancing around and looking sexy and and, and rapping singing you know um ganja burn is just okay though i mean the song itself is just okay you know i'm, I'm not a fan of her singing like it's, it's not terrible and like i over the course of the album, I've I've realized like okay, I hated her singing previous to actually listening to her album. Mm-hmm. After listening to sixty minutes of a Nicki album, um, I realized her singing voice isn't that bad. It's just it's just not very good. You know, it's like it's good enough. Uh, yeah, it's good enough. It's 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 better than most most male rappers' singing voice. But it's it's just good enough. Yeah. Are you thinking about like Come See About Me? That was one that she just sings. Yeah, I'm yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm not a fan of the sing only songs. I'm yeah. not a fan of her singing voice. She is not she's not strong enough of a singer to carry those kind of tunes, you know? But she's not she's not terrible. She's either. not bad, no. I think she's compared to some other rappers, how they're like killing themselves trying to sing on these songs. She's so much better than I agree, and we, we've killed a few of them here. I mean, just like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, bro? Uh, you know, well, if we're going to talk about singing, what, what did you think about Chun Sway? I thought that song was lazy as fuck. <laughs> I did. Uh, I, I thought it was a Sway Lee song with Nicki putting a few verses on. Um, I mean, Sway Lee's hooks are, are pretty good. I mean, they're, they're adequate. But the fact that the song was six minutes long and the beat didn't change up and it was just like the same thing for like six minutes, mm-hmm. it, 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 it got tiring. I'm like, fucking six minutes, dude? Yeah. I, I was listening to it. I was like, oh, I think I found the limits of like Sway Lee. <laughs> yes! I was like, he is like, the singing was kind of like not, not as good as... He, it, it felt like... He was in the studio with like a filter and he thought it sounded better because yeah. if it was me, I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have let this go out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's six minutes long. <laughs> they could have ended it like after the first verse and Swaley's little thing in the song, end it. You it's know, over. Like if, if it was, if it was me, I guess I would have just made an interlude or something. Boom, cut, cut. If it was two minutes long, you'd be like, all right, Cut okay. two thirds of it out. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, you know, yeah. we just got together and we, we played around and did, did something. Yeah. 
But no, Swelly's like, nah, if you're going to have me on your album, Nikki, it's going to have to be epic. <laughs> Epically boring. Yeah. The song's boring. I think Swelly thought that this was going to be his year and it hasn't been shaping up to it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think what other features he had this year. He had a few others. Did. He had a few other, like, big features. Was he on Drake's album? I don't remember. I don't remember. There's too many tracks on it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Was he on Travis's album? Yeah, I, music, dude. I don't gone. think he was on Travis's, but I'm really bad at remembering the uh, all the features on Travis's because they weren't they weren't put front and center. Um, but this one had a bunch of features. There was a you did you uh, remember Bed much with Ariana Grande? Yeah, you know, and that was a single that came out earlier, I think, too. Yeah, I think it came out a while. Uh, I mean, like. One of my other things about 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 Nicki and I guess about female rappers is is like the overly sexualizedness of it sometimes. And oh, like, but wait, come. wait, wait, wait. But but it's talking about things I can't relate to. It's 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 in an overly sexualized way that I can't relate to, and that's the only issue I have with it. Is if I hear a dude talking about you know piping down a chick, okay, I can relate to that. Just drop my phone. But. <laughs> When I hear a chick talking about piping down a guy, or it's, it's, it's not as relatable to me. So that's why I'm not as drawn to it as I may be a male rapper, if that makes sense. And so, I mean, the song's okay. It's just, it's, it's just like a, it's just like a pop tune. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it, yeah. It, it's not bad, but it's not like one of the. Oh yeah, I freaking love this song. I, I wouldn't say like. What you said about relating to it, I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> it's like, I think that if you if you're into sex, then you can just understand that <laughs> from either perspective. You're like, oh, either way, somebody's getting boned. Yeah, but you know, I guess I'm not a fan of of hearing someone talking about like sucking dick and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, it, that's just you know, because it's it's not something I do, so I'm not like, oh yeah, I feel you. Yeah, 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 that's great. No. Uh, but then I guess even talking about set like the song Rich Sex, oh my god, that song is terrible. That was that was not that great. <laughs> that song was terrible. Yeah. Little Wayne's verse was one of the worst Little Wayne verses I've ever heard. Yeah. Lil Wayne just he sounds like over the past few years, he just sounded more like scratchy and tired. I think he's lived like a whole lifetime of rap in front of our eyes. He has. Uh I think he's still got stuff in him, but I think part of this whole uh, cash money mess is just really weighing on him. Well, go back. Bed, that was that was a pop tune, and it just made me like remember like how Nicki got so huge because she right. can do stuff like that. She can. She can. Cr- she, I mean, it's basically crossing over. She also did that one. I don't want to focus too much on the this uh, pop stuff, but she did that. Um, Thought I Knew You with The weekend. Okay. So I was listening to it and I was remembering, you hate The weekend, right? I'm not a weekend fan, though. Okay. Tressy hates The weekend. Okay. I dislike The weekend. <laughs> Actually, The weekend song on Travis's last album, me and her disagreed on it. I thought it was pretty good. She was not feeling it at all. So. Yeah. Like this one, I liked it. And I was like, you know what? I like The weekend. 
That's what happened. Because it's not even really a Nicki song. She she barely does anything. It's just it's it's a song, it's not rap. Right. You know, in the end. And it's a weekend song. So what I like about this song, I remember when I actually I fucking wrote this shit down. The beat is like just it's got that drive. Mm-hmm. I thought the, the way that the bass just kind of it, it drives the whole song. And so Nikki and the weekend, they don't have to do too much except kind of just kind of stay out of the way of that drive that the beat gives it. Yeah. But it, you feel it. Like, you you feel that drive and you feel that bass. And, I mean, yeah, the, the hook is dope. Um, I thought The Weeknd's verse actually was kind of weak, but mm-hmm. I thought everything he did around the edges were were good. I think that, I think, I would say that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to push you for another one. Okay. Because if we're talking about that, like I listened to that and I was like, this doesn't feel like a Nicki song. It feels like a Weekend song, yeah. right? Later on, we have Sir featuring Future. Yeah, so this is a Future song with, with, with Nicki on it. Yes. It's, it's not even just Future. It's, it's a Future song produced by Metro Boomin and Zaytoven. Which is, and we talked about this before, <laughs> Zaytoven is my favorite Future producer because... He tunes future. He tunes his beats to future, and it sounds fucking amazing. I love Future's voice on this song. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I I love the tone of it. He's not saying shit. He's not it's saying so, a damn thing. It's a lyrical wasteland. He is not saying anything. <laughs> nothing at all. There's nothing. I, I I was trying to find a couple quotables to even make fun of, and I'm like, it's not even worth it. Like, I could literally just say his verse, and it would be just comedy, right? Yeah. But it sounds good. <laughs> But it sounds good. Like the tone of his voice on the track is just is butter. But he's not saying shit. And so I, right. I I cannot defend the lyrics of this song. I think that this I, I think these these songs they sort of work as as an attempt to like capture more of the market, very much like a Drake way. But I think that Nikki has her own voice to the point where it's like, why why kind of dilute yourself with songs like this? These, but I don't know. There are a few know? of these songs with these features that are like, you know what, Nikki, you're, you're almost above what this song ended up being. I mean, like with the weekend one, I can I can get it. Even this one, I, I guess I can get it. But um, I feel like if you're going for this, because when she starts off with Queen, like she's, it's very clear what she's doing. She's saying like, I'm on top of this. I'm on top of the oh, game. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like. She kind of says it like, I have the skills, you know? But when you get into songs like that, it's like, it doesn't feel like she's focused on the skills. She's just like, I got the sales. Well, and, and so I think she's, because she has, and again, I was talking about her different voices, you know? It's like she shifts where she's showing you her skills, her actual like hardcore rap skills. Mm-hmm. And then she shows you her songwriting skills or her, her hit making skills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's like, it, it's a different side of her which I, I I get that's what she's trying to do but I mean some of these songs fall short man um but then I mean like shit dude she, the song uh with Eminem that everybody has been talking about Majesty Majesty yeah yeah I mean what'd you think of that song uh I thought it was okay but it didn't really it didn't grab me that much, but like when I listened to it the second time, I was like, "Oh, I, I kind of get it. I kind of get what they were doing." But 
I feel like it could have been better. There was there was something about like the way that they both were rapping because it was it, the Majesty thing. It was kind of like we are we're the best at this, right? Right. It's and like, saying like they are the the top. Yeah. You, you know what this is making me think about? Um, so, what was that song? Was it like Butterfly or something? That one with Royce? Or, oh, uh, with Eminem, Caterpillar. Yeah. Caterpillar, style <laughs> Butterfly. The, the previous, two, two stages too late, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It no, was for like, sure, yeah. Because I, it was like hints of like, oh, we're great. Well, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> And you would think if it was Majesty, it was like, oh, well, we'll do like what we did there, but we're right. gonna do it better, right? Because it was a, it was more high profile too. And, you and know, honestly, this, I feel like M tried. Nikki Nikki's second verse was pretty trash to me. Again, what's yeah. up with her second verses? What Nikki? Your second verses are just like not killing it on this album. Because <laughs> I I don't know. I didn't really like the beat switch that Nikki rapped on mm-hmm. the first two verses. Um. I say majesty, and then it goes to the and it's just kind of like, okay, her flow on that second verse did not work for me at all. It just yeah. kind of sounded a little offbeat and a little lazy. I thought M did great though. I mean, I thought M's verse was was pretty damn spectacular. Yeah, I I, I liked it. I was actually kind of curious about um, those two going at it. Just because I I don't I don't think Eminem works with everybody. He doesn't. But they has worked. He's together. good. I mean, after I mean the trolling we got about them being together. Yeah. You know, I mean that that was a whole thing, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I, I have to critique Eminem though for some fucking shitty little shitty bar in here. What did one? you catch it? He said, "I I like pie crust. I rise like yeast." <laughs> uh, there's no yeast in pie crust, bro. <laughs> Yes, with that with that flaky. It, it, yeah. You want it flaky? It's just like butter and flour, bro. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, I, sorry that Tina bakes, so I know about this shit. I heard that line. I was like, ha! You don't know what you're talking about, Eminem. The one time I could call you out on the line, and I, and I just yeah. I, I think I think Eminem is uh, he's he's doing things to. I think he's he's in my mind. He may be trying to. Make amends for that album. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying. He's trying. Uh, one of my favorite songs, though, is the one that comes right after that. Uh, okay, because we can't not talk about Barbie Dreams. So <laughs> I heard the backlash of this song before I actually heard the song. Yeah. People were like, oh, my God, Nikki's going and all these rappers. I was like, oh, shit, she's doing what? And then I was like, yeah, she, she's going after Drake. I'm like, okay, this, is, this has got to be a joke. She's not going to go at Drake at a song. Yeah. Then you hear the song and it's it's clearly a joke on the song. You can you can clearly tell she's just having fun. Yeah. It's like you gotta you gotta take the steps back. Yes. I mean it's it's hip hop, yeah. Barbie Dreams, it's directly referencing um Just Plan, which was Dreams by Notorious Big. Yes. Um but like you know the history, it all goes back because uh um in the interview with Flex, he mentions like uh, 50 Cent and what she said about him. And it was like, 50 Cent did the same thing in uh, exactly. How to Rob. Exactly. And then I was like putting together, I was like, oh yeah. Exactly. And like, just like how 50 Cent, he's like, uh, says the lines, I got dreams of, of being with an like, chick. Yeah. And it was like, 
that's a reference back to to um Big Biggie. with Dreams. And he talks about in the original, he talks about all these R and B singers. And in this Barbie Dreams, she talks about all rappers. The rappers. And she's yes. taking it back. So it was it's very it's hip hop as fuck. Yes. And it's and the funny, line, dude. The it's lines fucking are good. funny. She says <laughs> she says she didn't know if Drake was crying. How do you right. not appreciate that if you're Drake? So good. <laughs> so good. Uh, you know, Meek Mill still in her DMs, <laughs> which is probably true. You know, uh, she ain't addressing this shit. Oh. So fuck with Young Thug, but he was still in her dresses and shit. Yes. How you trying to get the pussy and you can't say your S's and shit? Like, <laughs> like it's funny, dude. She's killing him, yes. bro. Uh, she said she, she, had, she had to cut off DJ Khaled. I ain't gonna have a fat nigga tell me what he ain't eating. Like, <laughs> what? Come on, man. This It's funny. It's yes. great. Like, this is the kind of shit that makes me be like, all right, Nikki, yes, you are hip-hop as fuck. Like, you, you get it. You understand. Uh, this song was great. This is probably my favorite song, to be real, just because of uh, the charisma, the bars. the It's funny. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think she got the right to do that. I'm trying to remember. I think Ghostface put out a song a while ago where he did a similar thing and he's just like talking about uh, female rappers. Okay. And I always felt like that was kind of clunky the way he did it. I mean, it's Ghostface. Yeah. You said Ghostface? Yeah. Yeah. But like the way she does this, it's like, it's good. I think you may even, I don't know. I don't want to say, I don't want to compare it to the original too oh, much. This is good. But like this, this, she does she does a good job at it. Yeah, this is great. Like this this song will go down as one of those like songs that we talk about that someone will probably come back and redo again, you know, half a decade, a decade from now, and be like, oh yeah, that's right, that classic Nikki joint. Like this will be one of those for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh just have to just have to again, you know, some similarities of some some, you know, Nikki being influenced by her by the new schoolness that's happening, you know, which she does usually have her her her, her nickiness, but that song LLC, okay, come on, dude. that's <laughs> yeah. she she that she put on her 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 valet flow like a motherfucker on that thing. The hook, it sounds like a valet song. Did you get that, or or did you get somebody else from that song? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. As good at, at picking up on stuff like that, I'll just I, I just feel like like the zeitgeist or whatever, and suddenly like everyone's doing this. Yeah, and you know they're the originators or whatever. But I'm I'm kind of lazy, and I'm just like this is just what rap sounds like now. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's definitely that. I liked. Was it good form? I think I just love the beat on that. I just got yeah. to say something about that. Um, I think Good Form was one of the ones where she was like actually rapping on. Oh, okay. no. No, it's not. Good Form is a song I didn't like. Yeah. I, I just like the beat. No, no, no. No, Good Form is when she's in that, that like, uh, and I fucking hate that <laughs> voice. I hate it when she does that voice. I think I hate that one more than her singing voice. There, there are people that love that. I hate it. There are people that, that is that is why they love Nikki. No, I do not like that. Barbie, yeah, shut the fuck up and rap, dude. Sorry. <laughs> There's one song I do I do want to mention. What's that? 
Uh, Coco Chanel. That was the one featuring Foxy Brown. Yes. You're looking at me. Yeah, I I don't get it. I'm not from the islands. I know they're both like (laughs) from the. They're both like Caribbean and shit. So that might be their thing. But yeah, I'm not into that, and I couldn't understand what the fuck Foxy Brown. I was excited. I'm like, ooh, Foxy. Yes, I can't wait. And then she starts rapping, and it's like the yeah, and I can't. I'm like, fuck. This is not what I was expecting, Foxy. So, eh. I don't. It. Eh. Yeah. It was. I don't remember the timeline. I think it was like after after Foxy Brown came out with China Doll. I'm trying to remember who she was even with. She, she ended up dating uh, this reggae singer. Oh, is that what happened? And I mean, she, her, I think her dad is from Trinidad. Yeah, they're both Trinidadian, and that's why her and Nikki are both are both. Yeah, Canadian. and okay, it was that it, makes sense. It all kind of came back, and she did she did some stuff, and it was kind of okay. But then she she did some like a little more extreme things, and it it really wasn't like Foxy Brown's real voice because she's she's more New York than that, and Thank it's kind you. of a more yes. of a stretch trying to do that. Like there was Buster Rhymes did stuff like that too, and it was like we know you got it in you, but you're really more of a a New York rapper. And like when you stretch awesome. for that style, it's like, it, it's kind of not exactly right. And it, it was hard for me to get this because Foxy Brown has done a lot of good songs. And I was a just ton. like, and she I has like, bars. I was like, really hoping for it to be good. And I was like, mm, no, no, this, I don't know if she's just like too far, spent too much time away from like, like really hitting the grindstone or what. But yeah. I don't know. It, it, what a way to end the album. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm just, that, that's just how she ended it. I mean, it was that song and then like the little interlude, the outro thing that was pretty much just the the song looped over again a little bit and yeah. it was over. It was, I mean, overall, like, I I got through my first Nicki album. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. I mean, um, like, not including... That bonus was six nine. Oh, I didn't even. I yeah, guess I listened we, to it before that bonus yeah. track was added. But I mean, yeah, the six nine track, whatever. She she needs sales. Um, yeah, I mean, it, like nineteen tracks, sixty six minutes. Yeah, and I felt like there. It was basically like a ride through all of what is Nikki. Yeah, there, there's yeah. there's there's like these these hard points where she's like talking about. Like dominating the game, just dope. Like these, any of these girls that got nothing on me. Yep. Kind of pushing back at, at people like Remy Ma. Other times, like trying to open up to like a little more of that like sensitive side. Like, um, what, what was it like running hide? She's yep. sort of saying like, you know, things are rough on me sometimes. Like I got to be so strong because I'm such a public figure. But like there, there's more to that. And then other times where it's just like. I don't know if it's like a combination of like these are people that I have fun doing collaborations with or like I'm just trying to use the sound because it feel like it's hot now. But when when she had certain songs like the the ones with Future and The Weeknd, I felt like it wasn't it wasn't like hey I'm Nicki and I'm the Queen. It was more like I'm Nicki and also I can make songs with these people. Right. So 
there there was something about like the imagery and and the waves was pushed where I kind of felt like this would be. I was actually thinking about Beyonce and like Lemonade. Okay. I thought it would be like, yo, here is this story, but it was it wasn't it wasn't that it was it wasn't as focused as I thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this fair. I mean, she can put out an album like this, but we've had some albums come out that like thematically like really stuck to a subject. Yeah. And this wasn't that. It wasn't. I mean, I yeah you. You put that pretty well, man. I mean, it's it's not one of those super focused theme wise albums. Mm-hmm. Um, there was definitely focus in every track. You know, like you can see the effort put into it. You know, um, even some of the songs I didn't like the song, I could still say they were executed pretty well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I prefer albums that have an over overarching theme. You yeah. know, if I'm gonna sit through something for sixty minutes. I would like to take away something more than just five or six good songs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to take away a bigger thought, a bigger idea, something, you know? I mean, what is it, 2018? I, I keep thinking back to, like, Victory Lap, you know? And after a listen to that, you kind of get that feeling, like, okay, this is this dude just straight, you know, you you understand why the album was called Victory Lap when you listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Um. I guess her calling this thing queen is her saying she's just the best at this, at that, at this, at that, at this, and that. Cool. But that doesn't all mix, you know? Yeah. I, I think that if you look at the way, kind of like the way this this is being marketed, it's not, it, it's it's a collection of songs. Right. I mean, she, she puts out yeah. these different songs and it's like, wow, this, this is a big... Um, there's just like a big uh, audience for these different segments of her, and you can put out these songs that are like wildly different in the in the themes and things like that, and they they all hit in their own segments. And Nikki stays rich. She does. Young Money stays rich. I don't even know what that's like. I'm so I'm so interested in the inner workings of all that. Uh, I want to see these. I want to see these uh, young money people um, fulfilling all the requirements of their contracts. And then getting the fuck out. Yeah. And see what happens next. It feels like it's been a a, a drawn out process. Well, it'll happen soon. It'll happen soon. <laughs> One thing about Nikki, she said the smartest thing she ever did was not sign a three sixty. She did say that. <laughs> she said I there was a hard push, but she she's like no. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> she's. She's not gonna sell more than uh, or she she didn't sell more than uh, uh, Cardi B first week. Oh, well, I mean, you can only be new once. Oh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> anything else for for Miss Nikki Ben? I think I think we've stated how you feel. Yep, that's how I feel. Real quick though, I I I do want to talk about this young man because we do got a new guy who released an album same week too. Yep, yep. Debut album for this young this young cat. I heard that there's a rapper out there with uh, crazy colored hair. Yeah, who used to used to? Well, actually, two rappers with crazy colored hair. <laughs> no, it's, that, that's the truth. There's a rapper out there with crazy colored hair. I also heard he does drugs. <laughs> really, just one. <laughs> uh, this young guy, Trippy Red. Yeah. Um, 
I don't even know where he's from. I probably should have looked that up. Yeah. Where the fuck is he from? I forget. I don't know. Um, um, but when we say, Trippy Red is, is like 19. He's young as hell, yeah. And when, when we get into this sometimes, we're like, does he matter? Because these rappers will come from places with sounds that don't match with where they, they're from. Well, that's, that, that's like, you know, I guess the new school of rap with the internet. Because um, you're exposed to so much more music that the, the sound is less localized, less centralized, and, and, and it, it, can, it, it can spread out, you know? Yeah. Um, he, he's from Canton, Ohio. Kid is oh, 19 yeah. years old. Okay? Um, I, the first song I had heard from Trippy Red was the one with him and Travis Scott. Gummo, Gummo, what the fuck? Dark Knight Gummo. Dark Knight Gummo. Dummo. Dark Knight Dummo. I think we're mixing up okay. Gummo, which is like a 6 9 right? Yeah, six, six, nine. <laughs> Dark Knight Gummo. Dumbo. Fucking, whatever. Fucking kids and their fucking song titles and shit. Um, so I heard that song first and I was like, what the fuck? Because the video was the video. trippy as hell. I made y'all watch that shit like 10 times. Um, and then I went back and listened to a couple of other songs, which aren't very good. He had a song with 6 9 called Poles that had like fucking 60 million views on YouTube or some dumb like these kids are big on the internet yeah and I've never heard of them before until something finally pokes its head into my realm of the internet and I get a peek of it and then I look back and they've amassed hundreds of millions of views you know uh so it's just like he got an album out I'd listen to it mm-hmm. what'd you think Ben uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's actually not that different from a lot of other rap albums where we'll we'll, we'll give these um these crit- critiques or you know give criticism like all that he talked about was his cars and strip clubs and stuff like that. There there are a few themes that keep coming back in this. Like you, you're talking about um, where he's from, and I was like, oh, well, he must be from like the north, the northwest, because he sounds like uh, he grew up with Kurt Cobain, you know? Like, right, right. <laughs> we we hear like, um, you know, suicides brought up a lot of times, but then yeah. other times it's like, I can said something about it. Oh, <laughs> so he he's got the song "Bang." Do you remember that one? Yes. And I was like. I was listening to it and I was like, what is this song even about? But, oh yeah, he says, she, she gonna let that shit bang for me. And then he's like, at one point he's talking about like his family and like, was like, where do, how do we go from that to this? I don't, let it bang. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> yeah. And I'll tell you, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a fan of his style because he's just like, his his signature thing is like, yeah. And like, yeah. he does this, he does that, what, what would you even call it? It's like a yell, scream kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like the scream thing. So I, when I'm listening to this, though, I, I have to I have to say, I, I listening to a lot of these new guys it leaves me scratching my head often. Um, and I have to put him in. I, slow down, Cedric. <laughs> Rap is moving too fast. The game is moving too fast now. Just... What was it? Two years ago, Migos dropped Culture, and then like every rapper that year, into the year after, had a similar sound to that. Mm-hmm. 
this sounds nothing like Migos. Like this, this, it's already, there's already been a change. There's already been a change in the game. This sounds more to me like Taboo from Denzel Curry or anything XXXTentacion put out. Like the sound is changing from that Migos shit to this like emo rap, alternative rock, punk, fucking sound. Like it's, it's it's changing already. Like we've already the Migos shit is damn near over. Like if this is what nineteen year olds are doing now, yeah. So that that's why I'm like fuck. I I damn near I can't keep up with this shit. Yeah, there there's a lot of it's hard to describe these the stuff. There's these songs where it's just like, is this um is it rap? Is this like a weird <laughs> acoustic thing that yeah. you just like say things and he has he has a style which I don't think is truly a style. I think it's a uh, uh, what did I say? It's like um, it's like a cr- crutch or something where he's like, oh, I'm going to say a thing, then I'm going to say it again and again. And it's like, you're not, it's, it's not like this is groundbreaking or whatever. You just don't have a rhyme for this, it feels. And he's just, it's, it's kind of like a slower pace. So he doesn't need to even say all that much. But the the album starts off with, with like, okay, I guess we're kind of doing a little bit of a, like an acoustic rock thing. And I felt like later on, what what was it? Uh, Oh, like How You Feel? No. No, it's a different one. How You Feel isn't even a rap song. Was that the rock one? That's the one that's just like him just straight singing the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It was like. When I when I got to that, I was like, "Is this what you really wanted to do the whole time?" Yes, like it is. Is this but, really? It? But then he's got a couple songs here where he's actually rapping, like "Missing My Idols." Yeah, but I heard that. I was like, "He's actually oh. rapping." I was like, "Oh, this is <laughs> what they liked about him." I was like, "This," because I I was like, "If I was like an A and R or whatever, I'm like, oh, I see some potential in this, right?" right? Uh, or like "Oomps Oomps Revenge" again, like he's actually rapping. Yeah, again, and so I. For me, his strength isn't necessarily his rapping. It's definitely not his singing. But I think it's his hooks. The energy that he brings to the hooks. Like, he's got decent hooks. Yeah. You I know? was listening to Dark Knight Dumbo again, and I was like, you know what? I actually don't mind the song. I actually yeah. like it. Yeah. And I was like, I think the strength of the song is really the the beat, but he does the right thing with it. He does. Yeah. You know, I... I don't know. The, this it, this <laughs> album is a trip. It is. I it think is. this is such this is such evidence of how much cheaper it is to put out music when the main platform is streaming services. Yeah, and when you don't necessarily have people like going through and like making sure that it sounds mastered and stuff. Yeah, when when people aren't scared, like, are we really going to spend a million dollars printing all these CDs right. or whatever? Ah, fuck it, put it out. Yeah, yeah. See what happens. Yeah, that's what they can do. They can they can make these last second decisions like yeah, just let's just put it out, get some streams. We'll see how they react to it. And I can tell they did that because I I just had to put this in here, and I'm, I'm sure Ty will appreciate this later. But the master on this project was like not very well done. If you notice the song that came out, uh, what how you feel, the one that we were talking about, the, like the the Rocky singing the singy songy one, mm-hmm. it's pretty soft. And then Dark Knight Dumbo comes on and it's loud as fuck. 
It's yes. like, if my, oh, I have to always turn it down when the song comes on. Like, just a random. I'm, I'm actually starting to get kind of annoyed by that because it's. Master your shit, please. You get these songs come on and you're like, how come I can't hear this person? Right. And the next one is loud as fuck. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Overall, it's it's hard for me to judge this new shit because it's just, it's it's different. The influences are all over the place. And I necessarily don't like it, but it doesn't mean it's not making an impact on someone. So we'll see. I mean, I I, I think he, he has, I think he has potential. He's, he's 19. He's only 19. Yeah. He's only 19. I think that... Um... One thing he did, since he's bouncing around with different styles and whatever, I think that if he picks something with strength, he could he could get somewhere. But uh, if his if his thing is is that that yell, I'm not sure how that. Because like rappers have been doing weird things for a long time. Like I will still like if you got a new song coming out and DMX is barking on it, I'm still gonna listen. You know. <laughs> It's ridiculous, but there was, like, we were so into that at the time. It was like, yeah. man, this energy. I don't know if we're going to be whiny teenagers forever. Right. Like, uh, right. like, I don't know if it'll age well, but I think that he's got enough of a hint of skill that depending on how he, he markets it and where he shifts his focus, it could be something there. He's only 19. Yeah. 19-year-olds are very suicidal. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think that's just about it. There's no Tressy here to like. You know. Yeah. Tell us to wrap it up. But I, I think it's time to wrap it up. Um, y'all know where to reach us on all the social needs. You know, you can Google us. Yeah, I can catch you on on Instagram at. Through the crate, and yep. on I, I, was Twitter. On Twitter through the crate. Uh, still uh, doing SoundCloud. SoundCloud through the crate. <laughs> through the crate dot com. Uh, all that shit. Thank you guys. Uh, Black Planet. Yeah, Black Planet <laughs> through the crate. Um, and we're out, this motherfucks. Deuces. Yeah. Oh, that was weird.